let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, it's Emily and Andrew here on Outpost of Heaven. How you doing? We hope you're doing well surviving the quarantine season. Yep. I never thought we'd go through anything like this. No. 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 Anyways, um, we hope you're doing well and we hope that you're ready to listen to part two of our discussion with Emma Price about her daughter. Yeah, super great conversation. If you missed the first part, please go back and yeah, listen to I it. I would go ahead and just stop this episode. Stop. Push and, pause. Yeah, now, push pause. right now. Push pause. Go back and listen to part one. <laughs> you can't really have, I mean, you could listen to this one without it, but you really need the first yeah, one. Yeah, the first one, she did, talks about her backstory, and this one is more about application and yeah. and kind of impact on her life afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to be missing out on a lot if you listen to this episode first. Right. And so if you are listening to this one because you've already listened to the first one, welcome back. We hope you enjoy it. Yep. And that you're able to apply the lessons that Emma teaches us. Yeah. And please take something positive out of this. I think that was something I took away from Emma's the mm-hmm. conversation with Emma. Mm-hmm. Like this is such a hard, sad thing. But like when Jesus is involved, there's always a good side. Right. As long as we involve him in our trials, then yeah. we can pull positivity yeah. from Yeah. So remember, it. always remember that. Okay. Right. Without further ado, we'll get back to our conversation with Emma. All right. See you guys. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. So one more question, and I think we need to move on to our next section, or the next point we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But for all of those mothers and fathers or husbands or wives out there who are dealing with the loss of a child or divorce or loss of a job or whatever it is, like whatever struggle they're feeling they're going through right now and they're having a problem getting to that point where they are um, you know, coming back to the Savior um, and doing all those things that you were just talking about, what advice would you have for them based off of your experience? So... I think the best uh, few things that have been most helpful to me um, is uh, um, therapy, probably. Um, if there, that's and having a person who is a educated professional um, who you can have as a um, kind of an audience member to your life in a way, as a way that in a way that you can express things and walk through things and stuff with them in a way that can be um, a lot of times very helpful and beneficial. That was Mm. something very important to me. So does your therapist um, share the same beliefs as you? Yes. So that must be very helpful. That can can be, uh, and that's very helpful, and that's probably unique for a a lot of people. But Mm. I think even so, uh, even if they don't share the same, um, like, belief system as you do... um, just having those cognitive tools to kind of under help understand your own okay. feelings and your own yep. grief and your or just whatever you're going through at any particular time that can be very helpful in kind of bringing you back to any sort of center that is so important to you. Yeah. And if you're curious more about that, we have recorded an episode with a therapist 
uh, talking about therapy uh, and kind of like what it is and how it works. Mm -hmm. And so we can uh, include that in the show notes so you guys can can go give that a listen and and, uh, kind of explain that a little bit more. Yeah. I think the only other thing I would say when it comes to uh, things that have been most helpful to me um, is uh, a... Uh, actually, um, a book comes to mind. Um, it's by uh, Terrell and Fiona Gibbons. It's called The God Who Weeps. Um, mm. It's and I think at the bottom it's called and like the like the little catchphrase at the bottom after The God Who Weeps is how Mormonism makes sense of life, and it talks about um, really important things that we've kind of ch- talked about already about um, uh, the idea that God doesn't. Um, doesn't only look kind of isn't just looking down on us to kind of, and seeing how we're doing but he's a god who weeps with us and mm-hmm. struggles with us and there's no um and also and whether it's heavenly father or even with jesus christ who is the ultimate example of empathy right and who um came down to not only experience um uh, die for our sins but to experience our pains our sicknesses our any sort of like the complications of lost relationships or um, dealing with mental illness whatever it is like the eye that it's just a book that talks really in depth about like what it means when if we believe that god really loves us and loves um um and is willing to um is willing to weep with us not and to to so not only um kind of comfort us when we get up but to kind of get us to that point i really like that i I asked kind of like a spiritual question right like how do you like come back to christ how do you make sure you're in a good place with him and i like that your answer wasn't just spiritual it was also practical also (laughs) practical talked about like you talked about giving going to get therapy Mm -hmm. helping yourself develop healthy cognitive processes to mm-hmm. deal with the you know the really difficult situation you're in Most because definitely. it's it it's not always as easy as just pray more oh yeah or just think about jesus more yeah you know i think yeah so many people who have you know, struggled with their faith for you know several millennia i'm sure could tell us that about just um the experience we have and stuff like that, we, I guess, give ourselves more the benefit of the doubt, looking for help in more than one place can uh, very rarely leads to a bad outcome. <laughs> yeah, and I think the, the Lord has, has blessed us in a lot of ways to have all of the mm-hmm. the medical and the psychological expertise that we have in our day that have not been available yeah. in millennia past. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even still to this day, our um, the leader of our congregation, our bishop, still helps us with the payments to go to our therapist. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a wonderful resource that um, we have been very privileged to use. But uh, and, so, and I'm not sure if that happens in um, congregations outside the um, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did. So, and yeah. that's... I know there are lots of other Christian... Uh, like therapy or and counseling organizations mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll we'll search around, try and find a few, and if uh, we can include those in the show notes as well, mm-hmm. if that's something you guys are interested in. Okay, so I know that sometimes when someone is faced with a trial or a tragedy, um, other people that don't understand 
or don't know how you're feeling or maybe don't know what happened exactly, they don't know how to react to what's going on or mm. react to you maybe. and Or even what to they, say. Like, what to say. And I know I've been in that situation where I've had a friend or a family member go through something tragic and I don't know what to say. And I know that they feel awkward about me not knowing what to do. And I know I feel awkward about not knowing what to do. Or about what to them say. knowing that you don't know what to yeah. do. Yeah. So can you maybe talk to us a little bit about your experience with that and what you found was helpful, like really actually helpful, and maybe the things that weren't quite as helpful? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I'll go with the more things that weren't quite as helpful okay. first. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know like we had um, many, we had many friends and we actually moved into a new apartment about two months after um, Charlotte was born. So right after we'd gotten out of the hospital the first time and we were still going back and forth to the doctor all the time. Um, and so um, I felt really pretty isolated. I didn't have a ton of connections or friends just yet. And so, especially since I was gone as often as I was up at the hospital mm-hmm. with um, Charlotte because I ended up, I was in school um, but when she, we found out she needed to have surgery and needed to be at the hospital, I basically just stopped going to school right. and came, right. and came up. Uh, totally Caleb, makes sense. Yeah, Caleb was able to continue with schooling, but it worked out better for me to be able to stay up there with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And so um, we, I do small things like it, within our apartment complex going down to, um, um, uh, so there, there were many people within our same um, congregation that were in the same apartment complex. So a lot of the kids in our congregation would play at the playground and things down by there. So I'd go down by there because it was kind of the place where um, people congregated, <laughs> uh, where moms congregated well, in particular. Play type stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Charlotte was... Um, she um, was doing um, doing well and doing and was in between um, chemotherapy sessions, so feeling really pretty good. And so, like we'd go down to the um, uh, to the playground just to see who we could see. And um, I go like went and sat down next to a mom and three other moms and stuff like that. And uh, like one mom, she's like. Oh, it's so good to see you. I'm very, are, are you okay if I sit here or anything? It's like, yeah, of course. Her, her counts are, or her blood cell counts, which um, um, kind of indicate how um, easy it is for you to get sick or not. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good. We're, and so that's why we're outside and just happy to be out here and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And then, and so she's like, okay. And then just a few minutes later, she moved from her seat where she was sitting and like just went and sat on the f- ground in front of us and like their the other moms were sitting on the ground but she and so she like moved down and it automatically felt very um uh I felt very isolated in that moment mm-hmm. of uh I knew in my head and I knew uh and I knew kind of I knew that she was um concerned and just kind of wanting to help and sort of a thing but it automatically made me feel I say it's like no like I wouldn't have brought her out here if it was a problem like don't worry about it um also people just um were afraid to come to our house or like even make any initiate any sort of contact at all Mm -hmm. um so uh 
me as being a pretty introverted person already, it was even harder when people were kind of afraid and not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Like, I understand. But, like, it's even worse, (laughs) you know, if you... And so people were kind of... uh, And so being afraid... I guess being afraid to ask instead, yeah. and then um, kind of making an assumption and then that meaning like you never actually talk to that person or never yeah. actually make so, those So would you say like the solution that would be to first off make contact yeah, um, and then second to trust, you know, specifically in this situation where mm-hmm. you have a child who's sick, yeah, um, to trust the judgment of the parent yeah, and not to like jump to your own conclusions or whatnot. It's like, yeah. Uh, I definitely say that. Um, and I think uh, another question that we got a lot that kind of falls along the same line would be like, well, what can we do for you? And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Pray. Yeah, pray. Yeah. I don't know. Like, you never have a good answer right. for right. that. Yeah. And so I guess one of the really good things that helped that helped me to cope and to be, uh, uh, and that was super helpful, was uh, people asking very specific questions like, can I bring you a meal? Um, would you like to go, uh, um, uh, to the splash pad with us, even though Charlotte couldn't really get in the water, like I could, we could go with them and be with them, with yeah. them. have company, and have be company and be with them. Um, things like that. One great example that I remember that seared into my brain forever after Charlotte passed away, people, um, were lovely enough to bring us meals and, um, we had, meals and stuff and uh pretty quickly since it was just Caleb and I the food kind of started to pile up on our fridge and so I had a really good I had a good friend of mine from freshman year who I honestly hadn't seen in a while I'd seen her a little bit but not a ton and uh she and so we post we posted just being like for those bringing us meals like we don't need a ton thank you very much but we and so she came to our house for with our meal for the night with a paper plate with two tacos on it and gave it to us <laughs> and that and that was it and it was just like thank you like yeah. somebody like it was very obvious that she was listening like she to, wanted to do something and it was helpful yeah helpful yeah. and specific and yeah. kind and so that was yeah. another way that was very helpful it's so much harder to like to minister in in like a proactive way mm-hmm. and, and like have like a specific thing as opposed to like oh what do you need Does yeah it... exactly because that automatically puts the the onus on them yeah. on them and not on you mm-hmm. which is it feels easier for us but then it's a lot harder I think mean, yeah them. they're so already like, like, dealing I, with like, something am I supposed to come up with the way that you're supposed to help me you know <laughs> and like that, that, that sounds <laughs> when you say it like that it's like of course you shouldn't do that <laughs> but exactly yeah. so, so it's cringy just, <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things where like as soon as you th- like you as soon as you think about it in a slightly different way you're like oh yeah yeah but I also probably wouldn't have had like that perspective or that experience if I hadn't like, the situation. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's not to say that it should be obvious for people to do right. that. But it's it's obvious as soon as you actually as soon as you recognize it. Like mm-hmm. before you recognize it, it's 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 not knowable. Such is life, things. right? Um, <laughs> I think something that was really meaningful to me when we went through our miscarriages was when um, we had neighbors just like that day. Like as soon as they found out, they sent flowers or they sent brownies. We had flowers and brownies and. 
someone brought us a pizza, they were just like, I'm ordering you a pizza. And then they just like brought it to our house. Yeah. It was just like really sweet. And I think I can get scared sometimes. Like even though I've been on the receiving end, it's still hard for me to just like serve in such like an unknown way, I guess. Like it's easier for me to kind of talk with them, engage, like, hey, what do you need? What can I do for you? Like, mm-hmm. and have a real conversation than to just say, like, okay, I'm going to do this for them. Because sometimes I'm just like, well, what if they don't like that? What if they hate this food? What if they're allergic to this? Or, like, <laughs> what if, what if, like, they, this isn't something that they yeah. really need? And they're like, well, the gesture was great, but this isn't what yeah. I need. But I think from our experience, mm-hmm. um, it's never been about the brownies. No, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, for sure. Like, it's so about I need to them, just like, like not be so weirded out by yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. It's not about the brownies. It's not about the pizza. Like even if you hated whatever they bought you, it's mm-hmm. like the fact that that or, someone cared about you. Yeah, like yeah. they're throwing yeah. love at you, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, if it comes in the form of chocolate or flowers or whatnot. Yeah, I've I've seen that a lot, especially in like, um, I know throughout throughout the few years since she passed away like there have been so many times when people have asked me uh, like whether it's like i'm in line at the grocery store and picking up and getting like and getting like baby food or something for my other kids and uh um people ask me it's like oh how many kids do you have like oh i have three and i and they count the heads like um (laughs) yeah and like things like that where and like there was a time when i felt very um like, I needed to explain, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, because if I didn't explain it, I felt like I was, like, forgetting her, even though I wasn't. She right. was obviously very much on my mind. But that right. would automatically, by saying, and so, by saying, uh, instead of saying, uh, like, I, instead of, I used to say, like, oh, I have my, our daughter Charlotte, um, who, her first daughter passed away. Our, um, we have a son, James, and a daughter, Rosalie. But instead, instead, like we talk through it with our my with my therapist and things like that, and like finding a new way to say it in a way that could, that doesn't automatically like shut the other person down because mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't know what to do yeah. with that information. I, like they're asking a question that should be like small talk in the grocery line, and it's like some something becomes like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. and my, they don't and they don't know what to say, and a lot of times it would be people like. Then talking about like children that had passed away that they were close to, and then I would, and I was just like, I can't, I can't deal with that. Right. Yeah, right I can't now. deal with that. I just can't. And like, and so it would, but that was something that I had to like, kind of switch my brain around a little bit. And so, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'll say, um, our first daughter Charlotte, she lives with Jesus now, because it automatically puts her in a place, not in a place of loss, but like in the, it automatically kind of shares testimony of, I know where she is. I have a testimony of Christ. I know what Christ did. I I know families are forever. And like, I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And that, and, and I have, and then I have our son, and I have a son James at home who's two and a daughter Rosalie who's five months. And so automatically it kind of reframes Auto, like there's still the loss and there is still the sense like sh- again she's not here anymore but it it kind of switches it not only for me but also for the person I'm talking to who is able uh, to say a lot of the, a lot a lot of times like oh I'm so sorry for your loss and uh, but also gives them a window to talk about 
other kids and my other kids and like what they're doing and stuff Mm -hmm. but and it's not a shutdown of any sort of um conversation or connection that you might be able to make with that person that's interesting balance of trying to fit i'm thinking of an example so my my brother um so my brother was probably five or six i don't remember how old he was he wasn't very old but we had recently my brother had recently my younger brother had recently passed away and so we were at somewhere, I think we were like at a gas station or something, and the gas the gas station attendant like asked my brother, like, oh, like, what are you doing today? And my brother said, like, oh, I'm, like, I, I'm playing basketball. Also, I have a brother that died. Or it was like something like totally yeah. random like yeah. that. And you could tell like the gas station attendant was like, didn't know what to do. Like, wow. I don't know how to handle this yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and so like being mindful also of like, how other people are going to react to that information and like presenting it in a way that they can easily respond positively to it mm-hmm. and like have like a really positive interaction and connection. I think it's a really good point. So Emily, yes, this has been a tearjerker to <laughs> yeah. say the least. Roller coaster. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, takeaways. Okay. So my top two takeaways were um, to, embrace and try to work through your emotions and I think like like I said earlier like that's a hard one for me like yes I'm emotional in the sense that I cry a lot but I don't always think about what I'm feeling I don't like to Mm -hmm. and so um that's a big takeaway for me is like it's okay to be mad it's okay to to have negative feelings Mm -hmm. but to really work through them and understand them okay Um, I'm gonna say my my take before you say your second one because I think mine mine might be your second okay go ahead um (laughs) Just the, again, the, I want to emphasize the idea that it's not about the brownies or about the flowers. <laughs> it's not about what it is. Like, yeah. That is, it, that's not going to be the thing that's remembered. And that's not the thing that's felt. That being said, okay. So, oh, okay. Well, you're so, yes, that, no. <laughs> so, that was my takeaway. Um, I do think, though, that there's something to say about, like, serving in a helpful way. Yeah. Um, because you... Yes, like the service matters and it's like it's like the thought that counts. But sometimes you really do need to be served in a very specific way. Yeah. So and so being sensitive and, and I really believe as Be willing to ask around. Yeah. Maybe like yeah. not like just that. to ask what well, the person that mm-hmm. is struggling and probably can't come up with something right now. But yeah. like just use your investigative skills a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, like you said, if you when you are asking them how can I help you or mm-hmm. what do you need, you are literally like adding another burden onto that person who is struggling, which is why you're asking them what they need in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so just that idea of, of like trying to lessen their burden. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this has been an awesome episode. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much for sharing all the things yeah. and for being so vulnerable. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'm grateful uh, for the opportunity to share um, more about Charlotte's life and mm-hmm. the effect that she continues to have yeah. on our life and on our family. And I guess if anybody wants um, more information about her life and kind of maybe a longer version of the um, of kind of my experiences, maybe throughout my experience, um, I kind of cataloged her whole story on my Instagram, which is um, oh, at cool. Emma Patricia Price. Um, okay, we'll so leave that in my show notes. Yeah. So you could you can find that there and i mean you'll probably find seeds of what we've talked about today um as i kind of explained her life as it was happening but definitely had Mm -hmm. more time to kind of 
think about things. So I've yeah. become a lot more long-winded, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Um, how great it is that we have a Savior, Jesus Christ, who has paved the way to right all of these wrongs. Mm-hmm. Even if that's not going to happen in this life, the fact that he has done that, like he has... He is victorious. Like he has beaten the grave. Like mm-hmm. all that's left is for us just to, you know, do what Paul said and like keep going, like win or run the race and, and like finish the course. Finish the course. And, and Christ has, like I said, paved the way and he will make it right. Yeah. I have a testimony that that is so true and will, and I hope that brings people hope and peace in those times when things are really dark and it doesn't feel like it's going to get better or that that time isn't going to come I hope it happens for everyone do we get the no oh sorry so thank you again um, please do all the good things right <laughs> subscribe uh, keep the faith and keep yeah. going we love yeah. you guys okay bye <laughs> <laughs>